Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. been too good not to believe. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to your name. You're the all-powerful, all-healing God. We declare that right now as the atmosphere of this room is being set for a healing service, oh God. I believe that you're here today and you want to touch lives. You want to heal bodies in Jesus' name. We declare even those watching online, you're able to be healed today through the power and the blood of Jesus Christ. We're trusting in you, Lord Jesus. We trust you, oh God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, praise team. God is so good. That last song is speaking volumes a day. There's healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Someone say his healing power. That's the title of our message today, his healing power. I believe that God is going to do something great. And if you're here today, again, if you need a healing touch, don't, don't leave discouraged. Be encouraged right now. Start believing for your miracle today. Amen. Amen. Let's say the declaration of the word. I brought my Bible this time. Aren't you proud of me? <laughs> One of you is, amen. Brian's always praying, amen. I believe this is the word of God. I believe it's fully the word of God in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm ready to receive from God's word today. I'm alert, I'm listening, and I'm hungry. Lord, open my ears to hear and my heart to receive in Jesus' name, amen, amen. God is good, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Hope you grabbed your communion cups as you came in. There's, we're going to talk about it more, but there's healing in the blood of Jesus. Amen? And we're going to remember what he did for us and believe in his healing touch today. I want to take us to the book of Acts, just three simple points this morning. We're going to be in Acts chapter 3. Last Sunday night, we were preaching on the day of Pentecost, or Pentecost Sunday, that is. And uh, it was focused in chapter 4 where, where they were gathered together that, and they began to pray for the boldness. And when they were praying in the fervency of the Holy Spirit, the place where they're at began to shake together. How many believes that there can still be a shaking in the house of the Lord today? We serve the same God. Amen? And so right before that account there, we see that uh, Peter and John are out and they're on their way to uh, the place of prayer And that's what we see here in this scene. And I want to hear this first about being faithful to the place of prayer. There's something about being faithful to the place of prayer. Catch on to that. You're in the right place today. Amen. This is a house of prayer. And we're going to be faithful here. And so if you want to see miracles, I know that God can do things outside of the church. And he can do it in your homes. He can do it out in the streets. But there's something about coming to the house of God where we meet together, where we pray together, and, and where we, uh, when we have communion together, it sets the atmosphere, where we worship together. How many understands that the, the, the feeling in this place sometimes is just a charge of God's presence, and, and we desire that every time, but we need to be faithful to the place of prayer. 
Acts chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Now Peter and John, they went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who enter the temple. You see this lame man there laying day after day in need, and, and he sees Peter and John, and, and he begins to call out to them. Verse 3, when he sees Peter and John about to go into the temple, about to go into the place of prayer, he sees these men who are, are going into a place of prayer. He asked of them not for prayer, but for some alms. He asked of them, can, can you give me something to meet my just my needs right here? I need some money. I lay here. I can't work. And I see that you must be good men if you're going into the temple. Can, can you give me something just to meet my needs? And so Peter looking at him, he says, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive some alms, something from them. And you know this verse very well. Peter says, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Going to the First, to the house of prayer. Jesus says it this way in Matthew chapter 21, verse 13. He says, to them, my house shall be called a house of prayer. We can't get away from this faithfulness to the house of prayer. That's why we're going to take time in a, in a service like this. We're going to pause and we're going to pray. There's going to be other times we come together for just the purpose of worship and prayer. Because out of worship and prayer, how many knows that God is able to speak in the, in the moment? And, and, uh, he, and it's not always just a new word. Sometimes he directs us to his word somewhere in his word. And, and it becomes alive for that moment, for that situation. And, and that's what was happening here on Tuesday night. We were praying. And, and we actually began to pray into this passage. And, and we began to declare over those who were sick to, to rise up and walk. So I want to give you this next point uh, that we have to be faithful to the provision of prayer not just to the place of prayer but to the provision how many knows that God is able to provide this man who's laying there in the street uh, and he, by the pool, he, he, needed, he needed something. He thought he just needed money, but he needed a touch from God. And so Peter and John said, hey, the silver and gold that you're looking for, we don't have that, but there's something greater that we can give you right now. We have the provision through prayer. We have the, the pr provision through, through praying to God Almighty, to the Son of God who died for you and whose life was given for you, uh, whose blood was shed for you, uh, who ascended to heaven is making right... Uh, right now making intercession for you at the right hand of the Father. There's provision in prayer, amen? But we can't have provision in prayer if we don't have faithfulness in prayer. We have to be faithful people of prayer if we want to pray for the sick and see them walk. We have to be faithful in prayer before the time of prayer is needed for someone so it happens in our prayer closets. It happens when we come together in prayer groups. It happens just by us being in relationship and communion with God, not on a daily, not on just a day basis for the week, but a daily basis every day with the Lord. How many has a daily relationship with Jesus Christ? It's in that that we can have completeness and fullness in Him. We're able to press into Him and there we can 
can understand that not only through the place of prayer, but there's provision in our prayers. How many knows that you can be used? And if you're watching online, if you've been born again, you've been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, your prayers count. But we have to have that relationship, that faithfulness. If you haven't prayed for a week, don't just think you're going to lay hands on somebody and they're going to, get, they're going to recover. Peter and John had a relationship with Christ. They walked with him for, for three years. They saw uh, what he was able to do. Their faith was being, was being strengthened. And, and I know that they didn't stop praying because here, even uh, after Jesus ascended, they knew it was important to gather and pray. And so they were going to the place of prayer. It was there on the, on the way to the place of prayer where God was able to meet someone else's need. It may be after you leave this place, being in a house of prayer and being in a place of prayer and being in the spirit of prayer and being in that thinking of prayer and being submitted to prayer that you may be able to touch someone's life even today. How many have uh, uh, understanding that you might have some encounters with some people today that need prayer? That's why we need to be prayed up. That's why we need to be ready. There's a responsibility on us as believers. I never give it easy. I'm always going to give it truth from the Word of God. The, the, the assignment for us is for us to be prayer warriors, uh, prayed up, so at any moment, at any time, that we can be able to pray for those in need. Amen? How many of you can testify that somebody who was ready prayed for you? And I'm still celebrating I'm so glad we was able to, to do that uh, with Bruce and Tina, uh, and we were so pleased and so, so uh, honored that you were able to take time and, and make that video for Mother's Day. We've heard so many good reports of people just being reminded of what God did, and God's not done. But there was a people of prayer that went into that hospital that day. They were, it wasn't just like, hey, we've never done this before, uh, maybe we should pray. No, they were already prayer warriors, amen? I, I want to be ready at the, at the moment, amen? Is there any other miracles in this room? Is anybody here today that's not supposed to be here? Is anybody, amen, there's some people raising their hand. They're, they're not supposed to be here. The, the enemy wanted to take you out, but somebody was praying, and I want to let you know that we need to be that people of prayer today because you don't know who you're going to save, not our saving, but you don't know who's going to, who you're going to be able to touch to the power of Jesus Christ uh, from the dilemma that they're in, from the issue that they're in, from the health problem that they have because of our prayer. It's ultimately God, but he wants us to be a praying church. Amen? So there's provision in prayer. I, I want to hold on to that, that verse right there for a moment. Verse 6. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Man, when we started saying that on Wednesday or Tuesday night, we began to just to speak that. Rise up. Someone say it with me. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Rise up. It, 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 it doesn't mean that you just can't walk in any situation right now. Cancer, you have to leave. Rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. I'm believing it right now for some today. Rise up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. Bones that have been hurting and backs have been aching and, and you can't do anything. Rise up and walk in the mighty name of Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus that we are able to declare this today. There's a lot of verses. I better get going. John, Jesus says this in, in John. Most certainly I say to you, he who believes in me 
the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. This is Jesus speaking to, the, to his disciples. This is him speaking to the church. You're going to do greater works, verse 13. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. We've been given the authority to use the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we say rise up and walk. Someone make that declaration today. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we say rise up and walk. There's authority in the name of Jesus, and he's given us the power and the provision to use his name. Back to our main text, verse 7. And he took him by the right hand. And he lifted him up, talking about the lame man. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. How many believes that this happened? Amen. How many believes that it can still happen today? That people who weren't able to walk came in with the limp, is able to walk out with the leap. Amen. I want to say that again. They came in with the limp, but walked out with the leap. God is able. God is able. Hallelujah. Amen. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who said, begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were all filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. Now, as a lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them to the porch, which is called Solomon, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people. Here, we've got to be faithful to the preaching of prayer. We've got to be faithful, not just to the place of prayer, not just to the provision of prayer, but we have to be faithful to the preaching of prayer. How many knows that we're going to be a house of prayer here? We're going to, we're going to preach it. We're going to talk about it. We're not going to just talk about it. We're going to do it. We're going to pray. And so here's Peter's preaching on prayer. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? See, when we're a people of prayer and a miracle takes place, we can't wonder how did that happen. It happened because we were praying in the name of Jesus. Uh, Not just one time, but every day we wake up in Jesus' name I pray. Order my steps. Uh, Let the Holy Spirit direct me. I want to be full of the power of God. I want to be full of the love of God. I want to be full of the fruit of the Spirit. When we have these active and working in our lives, then we have the authority to use the name of Jesus. Uh, It's not just for a pastor. It's not just someone who passes the minister's test. It's not. It's for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, who's walking in faith uh, and walking under His anointing and walking under His covering. How many's been redeemed by the blood of Jesus? Uh, if you've been redeemed, you have the right to use His name when you're in that right relationship with Him. So we're going to preach on prayer, men of Israel. Why do you marvel at this? Or why do you look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? Make sure you give glory to Jesus. So you got to realize the the setting right here. This is not long after Jesus was resurrected from the dead. It's not long after he was crucified. It's not long after the people in that area saw Jesus working miracles. And these disciples are are still being faithful to the call that Jesus said, go into all the world, make disciples. 
They began to pray for people when there was needs. And, and God began to move through them. The Holy Spirit began to use them. And they began to give glory back to Jesus. And don't marvel at what's going on. This is not what about us. This is about the one that who you crucified. Amen. Look at this message. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in his presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. We're working and we're ministering in the name of Jesus, the one that you crucified. But you denied the Holy One. You denied him. Why are you marveling? You denied him, but you can see his power is still alive today. And the, you asked for a murder to be granted. And you killed the prince of life whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. And his name, through faith, his name has made this man strong. The name, what's his name? His name is Jesus. The name of Jesus made this man strong. Who you see and know. You can testify that you've seen this guy, that he's laid here for years and years, and, and he's not been able to walk, but you can see right now that he's been changed by the power and the name of Jesus. Are you ready to see anybody changed by the power and the name of Jesus? Are you ready to walk out with a testimony to tell somebody you ought to have been there on Sunday? You should have seen what God did. He was able to touch somebody. We can testify that they've been sick, they've been lame, but now they're walking they're leaping. They're full of joy because God had touched them. I believe the same power that was there when Peter and John went into the temple is power. That same power is here today. Can someone begin to pray that right now? Your same power is here, oh God, today. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him the perfect soundness in the presence of you all. I'm ready to testify. I, I want to see miracles. Not just searching for miracles. I, I'm searching after Jesus, but I know that signs and wonders follow after him, and I'm ready to testify of the goodness of God. How many is ready to receive a new testimony? I know that we can celebrate the other testimonies of the past, but God is still doing something today. He still wants to set people free. He still wants to straighten up crooked backs. He still wants the broken knees to be restored. I believe that God wants to bring healing so we can testify to those who've seen you limp around like, hey, what's going on? You're, you're not limp. God touched me. How many wants a God touched me miracle moment? Amen. How many wants a God touched me uh, testimony? I believe that he is able. Now, yet, brethren, I know that you did not, you did it in ignorance as did also your rulers. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets that the Christ would suffer he has thus fulfilled. Here's the message. We got to preach prayer. We got to preach healing. We got to preach his faithfulness. But it always turns back to a message of repentance. Amen? Because it doesn't do any good for that person who was lame or deaf or blind, no matter what issue they're dealing with physically. If they're made whole physically but not made whole spiritually, then they're just going to be walking around the earth for a few more years feeling a little bit better, but they're going to, they're going to be tormented for eternity in hell. There's always going to be a gospel message connected to the name of Jesus. Saving us. Forgiving us. Salvation only in the name of Jesus. And yes, he may heal someone first to get their attention. But he wants them to walk in wholeness. 
He wants them to not walk just in wholeness of body, but wholeness of soul. How many is glad that you've given your life to Jesus Christ? And if you're in this room, if you're watching online, and you haven't had that testimony yet, today can be your day. Because the miracle is not just a physical healing. The miracle is not just seeing someone who was blind made see or someone deaf be able to hear. The miracle is that these sinful bodies that we're in, the life that we led, how horrible it could be. And you can list the, the sins of man of, of there's murder and there's drug abuse and alcohol addiction and pornography and, and immorality and all these things that have bound people up. That, that the price and the penalty of those things is a place called hell. But the miracle is that those things that we've done, every one of us has been a sinner. Everything that we've done can be wiped away and we're able to be made white as snow. The miracle is that it's not held against us anymore. The miracle is that we've been forgiven. The miracle is that we have been redeemed. The miracle that we have been set free. That we're no longer bound by chains of sin and darkness. That we are set free. The greatest miracle is salvation. He may do it through a healing touch first, but I want to let you know... And if you're watching online, if you're in this room, if you haven't called on the name of Jesus, he's calling on your name right now to give your life to him. He wants to give you the miracle of eternal life. This is what Peter says. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said to the fathers, The Lord your God will raise up you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear in all things, whatever he says to you. And it shall be that every soul who will not hear the prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. Do you hear what's being said? If you don't surrender your life to Jesus Christ, if you don't hear the words, you're going to be destroyed. That means you're going to be going to hell if you don't call on Jesus. Yes, and all the prophets from Samuel and those who follow, as many have spoken, has also foretold these days. The writers here, Peter is saying, you've heard it from the prophets of old. They were pointing to Jesus Christ. And if you don't listen like the Old Testament people didn't listen, you will be destroyed. But if you'll call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God has made with our father, Saint Abraham, and your seed and all the families of the earth shall be blessed to you first God having raised up his servant Jesus sent him to bless you and turning away every one of you from your iniquities uh, how many want to be turned away amen from your sins and iniquities this is a promise fulfilled in the scriptures that when we call on Jesus we are forgiven amen so are you ready to do the Bible this week read Acts chapter 3 verse 6 that one verse Read Isaiah chapter 53, 1 through 12. It's a prophecy about Jesus Christ as the Messiah. And pray this. Lord Jesus, I believe there's healing power in your name. I faithfully believe for those I am praying for. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Will you declare this with me? 
Lord Jesus, I believe there is power, healing power in your name. I faithfully believe for those I am praying for. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. How many in here have somebody, whether it's work or your family, somewhere, somebody said, will you pray for me? Has anybody had that? I mean, what an honor. Think about it for a moment. Someone, especially when it's an unbeliever, how many has some unbelievers that, that you have some connections with? They don't want to call on Christ, but they know in a dire situation that you know how to cry, call on Christ, and they need your help. It's an opportunity to witness, amen? You need to, we, we need to maybe work on that. Can I take pause from the message here? Let's, let's work on witnessing. Someone comes to you, says, hey, I, I'm going through a hard time. Will you pray? A lot of us will be like, sure, I can do that. There needs to be more. I can do that. I will definitely do that for you. Our church prays. I'll, I'll let our congregation know, and they have a prayer meeting. I'll, I'll write down, is that okay that I have our church pray? Oh, yes, that'd be great. Anybody have heard that one before? They're like, yes, great. But you know what? You're also able to pray. Because the person I'm praying to, I have a relationship with Jesus, and he wants a relationship with you. Maybe you're not ready to talk about that right now, but I just want to let you know he wants a relationship and you'll be able to pray. So when you're ready, you just talk to me. But I'll definitely take your needs to Jesus and pray that he'll touch not just your body, but he'll touch your heart. That's boldness. But isn't that why we've been filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit? That we might be witnesses unto Jerusalem, unto Samaria, unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Your Jerusalem is your workplace. Your Jerusalem is your family. Your, your Jerusalem is your neighbors. Amen? God wants to use us. I, I just feel led to pray right now for our congregation. Heavenly Father, I pray for everyone in this room. As you're opening up doors... As people come to us and say, will you pray that, Lord, you'll help us turn those moments into great times of witnessing, that we'll pray for them, but we begin to plant the seed into their heart that they can know you personally, and more importantly, that you want them to know that he already knows them and is waiting for them to receive him as their Savior. Lord, give us that boldness in Jesus' name. How many will receive that today? So let's pray this one more time. Say this to Claire. Lord Jesus, I believe there is healing power in your name. I faithfully believe for those I am praying for. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So here's what the scripture says, Isaiah 53, 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised. For our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and say it boldly. And by his stripes we are healed. Amen. As the praise team comes back, we're going to lead that song one more time. Too good not to believe. Don't tell me he can't do it. Someone begin to say that. Don't tell me. That he's not able to heal. There's nothing impossible. So this morning, we're going to take communion here in just a little bit as the Lord leads. And I want you to go ahead and at your convenience, get it ready.
And some of you may want to come around and stand if you're able to. I encourage you to do that, especially if you need a healing touch from Jesus today. Because what does the scripture say? Do this in remembrance of me. Remembering what? Remembering that his blood covers our sin and that through the atonement of Jesus Christ, our bodies are made whole. By his stripes, we are healed. So if you need a healing touch, don't be afraid to say, I need a healing touch. A lot of us in this room goes through things. And, and sometimes we keep it quiet. You don't have to tell it all right now. But if you need a healing touch, I believe that God is able today. So the front rows, uh, at least this side, has got some room. And maybe you can't stand very long, but you need a healing touch. I wouldn't hold back. I would open this up. And as we're singing, I would come and sit right here or stand right here. And I believe that God is going to be doing some healing today. I'm going to come and pray with some in, in a little bit. But I believe right now that God wants to do a healing. So if you need a healing touch in your body, no matter what it is, come and, and fill this room in the altar area. Sit on the front row. And we're going to sing into this. And we're going to pray into this and take communion.